0: Welcome to Connected, a podcast about the operations and the people that make up Chamberlain Group. I'm Colin Youthi, and this month we're catching up with some of our one-team members that had the privilege to visit this year's Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. For nearly 10 years, Chamberlain Group has been establishing our presence and leveraging the greater consumer electronics industry to shape the future of our business. Most recently, we won an award for best of innovation at CES in 2021 for debuting our MyQ Pet Portal. If you're unfamiliar, the Pet Portal is an all-in-one smart pet door that is completely decked out with features from our MyQ catalog. I first interviewed Adam and Melissa from the sales department, who
1: were there to represent a wide array of our connected products. I'm Adam Solomon. I'm the vice president of sales here at the Chamberlain Group.
2: This is Melissa Foley. I lead our business development team focused on commercial architect spec and builder.
0: How many times have you visited CES?
1: Uh, I think over the course of my career, probably seven or eight times. Seven or eight times? All in a row or a little bit staggered? Uh, There was a few years where we did not attend. Okay. Um, But I think collectively, seven or eight times I've been there. So you
0: visited there when you were with a different company then? Is that it? That's correct.
1: Okay, awesome.
0: Um, Melissa, how often have you visited CES?
2: Oh, I've been going on and off the last 10, 12 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like Adam. I mean, I think this is my third company to go to CES with. And, you know, each one of them did them differently. My first company, um, that was really the start of home automation and being that affordable product that can go into everyone's home. And, and then my previous company, we, were, we didn't have a booth, but we would go there to network and, and have meetings and, and such.
0: Along with the sales team, I also interviewed Jim and Laura from the automotive unit who were there to showcase a more tailored experience with existing and potential vehicle partners.
3: My name is Jim Trainer and I'm the Senior Vice President and General Manager of the Automotive Group.
4: My name is Laura Crawford. I'm the Senior Manager of Product Marketing for the Automotive Team here at Chamberlain Group.
0: How many times have either of you been to CES in the past?
4: So I've been at CES five times, and uh, the first time was sort of as a a guest of Jim Trainers. He was bringing me into the automotive team. I was previously in a different group within uh, Chamberlain Group. So this past week was my fifth venture.
3: And Jim, what about you? You know, I don't know. I I bet it's 15 or 20 times. Ballpark estimate. Yeah, and... And last year was the first year I wasn't there because I had COVID. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's a good, yeah, that's a good excuse the, yeah, yeah, That, that, that is, is a good excuse. To break my
3: streak. What is
0: CES just at a really high level?
4: CES is the largest consumer electronic event that there is. It's one of a kind. Um, it is just open to industry professionals that are you know, aligned with consumer products. So, Colin, you couldn't just you know, go off the street and, and hop into a CES, you actually have to be part of the industry. CES really caters to those cutting-edge technologies that are um, being presented to those thought leaders within the consumer electronics space.
0: So when did automotive start really having a presence there?
3: I'd say probably in the last decade, okay. um, in, in the kind of given idea of the impact that it had. For years, decades, the Detroit International Auto Show, which was the biggest auto show in in the US, was held um, first week in January every year. And there was always just a little bit of overlap between CES and and the Detroit Show. And at that time, I was working for Johnson Controls on the automotive side, and, and we were big exhibitors there. And what we saw was Uh, From an electronic standpoint, fewer and fewer decision-makers were showing up at the Detroit show, and they were all going to CES. Um, In in later years, actual OEMs were deciding not to exhibit at the Detroit Auto Show, and they were exhibiting at CES. Um, And then, you know, ultimately, Detroit decided to change their date to, I think it's in the fall now. Detroit moved its market. Detroit moved its market annual oh, wow. show again it was kind of an iconic show to fall just because they couldn't compete with CES
0: what value does CES bring to the tech industry as a whole
1: I think it forces companies to be bold to maybe bring products, to sh- or ideas, services to showcase there that they normally would keep in their back pocket or be a little fearful of, but they often bring it there for feedback, for for insights and input. You know, not everything that shows up at CES makes it to market. In fact, most of what shows up at CES may never even see the light of day from a consumer standpoint. But it's great to generate ideas uh, and iterate and evolve. Uh, off of what you bring
2: there. I, I 100% agree. I mean, it forces the collaboration. And it, you know, as much as you think about like what it does for our own company, I mean, we're always pushing the barriers to say, okay, what do we get to present there? What's going to be new? Um, and is it going to be that spark that gets everybody talking? And, and that's what you want to bring to this show. And that's what everybody's looking for. And if, and if you're on the cusp of something, then you're going to get with the right people at the show to say, hey, how can we make this bigger, better?
0: Why is it important for Chamberlain Group specifically to have a presence at CES?
4: Oh, it's, I think that's an easy one. We, we know where our customers are. We know they're, they're used to seeing us every year at CES. And we provide that environment that allows them to come in and have these candid conversations, as well as help us with um, showing the next gen of our product roadmap.
0: Is there, like a, is there a competitive atmosphere when you're there?
1: Uh, there definitely can be. Thus, the reason why some choose to display and have their meetings behind private doors, so that there is some confidentiality uh, and protection of those ideas.
0: This was surprising to me when I first heard it, because I've been to a fair amount of trade shows myself, and I had never heard of an exhibitor renting out a private hotel room. It turns out this is quite common with CES, and we happen to be one of those companies that do
3: it. We exhibit in the Venetian, so we're not in the main convention center. So it's really not easy to get there. And um, the customers who do show up, you know, it's, it's done on a, um, a reservation-type basis. So, you know, they say, I'd like to come next Tuesday at 2 o'clock. When they get there, they're there with some intent because it's not like they're casually walking by our booth on the show floor. They're hopping in a cab, going across town, and then going up. 30 floors in in the venetian
1: we clear out all the furniture and kind of strip out all the hotel room feel if you will and we bring in our own showcase and displays we bring in our interactive demonstrations our marketing team our trade show team does a great job we plan for several months leading up to this point uh, and we roll in with a large setup crew and we transform this hotel suite into our myq suite
0: so i mean it is it's got that exhibit kind of feel it
1: just happens to be in a private setting yeah okay exactly so we have live interactive demonstrations where our customers can be hands-on with our products they can play with myq on some ipad demonstrations that we have set up they can receive notifications themselves um they're fully engaged in our experience with our products
0: why do we do that as opposed to having a public display on the show floor
1: we could have that part publicly displayed and we could get that same type of interaction but the real difference uh comes from a few points i believe uh, one we then have a nice boardroom table set up um with nice chairs and refreshments and the ability to, to let the customers, the partners, sit down and relax and have a nice conversation with us. Um, so while they could get the hands on portion on the show floor, but they can't get on the show floor that we can offer them. And the suite is quiet, uh, a time to sit down, uh, a place to grab a, a bite to eat and just have true, meaningful conversation with us without all the distractions and the
3: hustle and bustle that goes on on the show floor. Most of our, our properties are, are advanced technology, so it's not uh, set for public consumption. In most cases, all the people who attend our exhibit, we've got NDAs with them. And and frankly, the ones we don't have NDAs with, we limit what they're exposed to when, when they're in our suite, so. Um, it's, they're highly confidential discussions that are going on with OEMs related to future vehicles. So, um, for instance, someone from Toyota is probably not going to be comfortable sitting in our booth in a, you know, a public space, surrounded by what could be a bunch of their competitors talking about, you know, roadmap technologies with us. So it's it's, it's highly confidential. But it what it does is it, it allows for really open dialogue.
0: So what kind of technology did we show off at the conference this year? Well, it turns out that question is more sensitive than I expected. Like Jim had stated, one advantage of exhibiting in a private room is the ability to show off products and services that only certain customers are allowed to see. Adam and Melissa gave me a bit of information about our soon to be released video keypad, while Jim and Laura weren't able to go into details on their next-gen technology at all apart from our recently launched integration with Tesla vehicles. I learned that it was less about any one piece of technology and more about how it interacts with our larger MyQ environment.
2: It's really the experience. I mean, what I love about MyQ and people always ask the difference of, hey, what's MyQ versus LiftMaster or Chamberlain? And MyQ is the experience. It's what you get to do with the hardware. It makes it even more magical. And so when you walk into the suite and you see all the hardware, but then you say, hey, here's here's what MyQ does for you. Whether you're talking about MyQ community, you're talking about MyQ residential, those are all things that you can do with it. You're now able to see who's standing, you know, at the front of your garage through the video keypad, you're able to see who's at the gate with the MyQ community and the new CapXS. I mean, those are all the things that customers are now able to do with our products that wasn't there in the past. It might have been, you know, hey, can I give this to a guest? Could I give this to, you know, the plumber that's going to come in? Those were all things that they like to do. Now they have the ability to do it.
0: I love that word that you used when you were describing the experience. You said it was magical. That's great. Because that's kind of the whole, you know, we're a hot new tech company now, right? We've got cool new stuff that we want to see and we're not just, it's not just hardware anymore.
4: I think it's about taking the, like the manual tech out of it and making it this flawless, seamless experience where as a driver, my vehicle's anticipating my next move. So if I'm if I am driving into my my long driveway, that gate triggers, the garage door triggers, and I haven't taken my hands off my steering wheel.
3: You know the timing was super good in that. All these programs we have launching, and um, Tesla launching first of the three. Everybody that was looking at that experience, are, they're kind of going, "Whoa, we need to schedule an update." Like really quick after we launch because this is a really really great experience.
0: I imagine you probably can't get into specifics, but what kind of customers are we meeting in this in this setting?
2: Um, this year was a little different. We had a mix of integrators, distributors. We also had a access control platform that we're looking to integrate with. We had single family builders and uh, developers as well.
1: Yeah, historically, it has been a retail suite. We labeled it the retail suite. However, with the advancements we've had in our partners and our new channels that we've been developing, we saw a great opportunity to open up the space um, to more end users and more partners. And in doing so, we're able to serve a much wider audience.
0: What? sort of input or feedback are we looking for from customers when we're showcasing these things?
1: We are looking to better understand their willingness to partner with us, whether it's to sell hardware through their outlets, whether it's to uh, integrate uh, and provide a better service experience. So depending on the partner or the customer, there's a different set of objectives for, for every meeting.
4: So when we were showcasing the sort of our next gen, our our product roadmap, we were truly looking for validation of what we've been hearing because everything is, you know, year to year, it continues to get better and better and we're building it out, but it really is all about getting that validation that this is truly a product that they can see putting inside their vehicle.
3: What we do is kind of progressive, so when we come up with uh, a new concept, it's very much in the ideation phase the first time our customers see it at ces and it's a rough prototype um you know it's a lot of um smoke and mirrors but here's what we think the feature should be they kind of validate whether yeah that's a good you should continue down that path or or that's not really something we're interested in you know year two it's a little bit more production representative and you know this year We've had uh, we had a couple products that were, you know, really ready to be commercialized. And th- the customers came back and in one case in particular said, you guys have just really done a phenomenal job on this. And, and, and his comment was, I wish I would have thought of this. It's so really, it's, that's really, it's really great high validation, but it's also, um, you know, kind of positive reinforcement to take us into the next development phase, which, you know, often has a lot of funding associated with it.
0: What are we looking for when it comes to, you know, other leading tech companies? Are we are we trying to pick up any information from them while we're there in, you know, friendly competition?
2: Definitely. I mean, when I walk, um, you know, so for part of CES, the Sands Convention Center at the Venetian is where all the home automation products are. And so when you walk through that space, you're definitely looking to see, you know, what's coming from other countries. What's, you know, what are... I would say direct competition is doing, but you know, other leaders in that space. You're looking to say, how are they doing it? How are they connecting? Like I ran into other customers at that booth. So you take all that information and say, how does that parlay into what we're trying to do? How do we need to recapture that? Or how do we need to maybe go somewhere different?
0: That aligns nicely with what you said earlier, just about how, you know, above all you're looking for inspiration too.
2: Correct. And I even look at it like, um, one of the booths uh, that we went to go visit, they didn't have our competitor product in there, but they had a lot of other things. And it makes you think like, hey how do i have multiple partners on the show floor how can i be present if i'm going to have my own booth or i'm going to have my own suite how can i also be present in multiple other booths because that's the impact when people see you multiple times then they say hey that's a really good thing like i need to be looking more into that and and that was kind of the part and piece that i was picking up on was where did i see different companies in multiple facets and say hey they're a company we need to work with or hey we need to look out for them
1: that's a great indication for areas that we should consider getting into further. Uh, could lead to other partnership conversations that would be valuable to us. Uh, it's interesting to see how that kind of that web is put together. Has our presence
0: evolved in our time that we've spent at CES and showcasing there?
4: Oh, yeah. I, I think about the the presentation that we put together. We had a, well, it was a really good overview of what Chamberlain Group was. Now we're going in and we're showing, um, you know, recent research that we do around consumer behavior in the vehicle. We're showing, you know, metrics and we're showing data tabs of really what the performance looks like. So it's so much more geared to each individual customer that comes through and has that meeting set up with us.
3: I think. Chamberlain's first forays were a little bit, you know, let's go check this out and we'll get a suite at the top of the Hilton. And But I'd say in the last, since about 2016, it's been very purposeful and okay. very focused. Purposeful. I like that. Yeah.
0: Exploratory
3: versus purposeful yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, you, you went in with a plan. You knew what you wanted to accomplish. It wasn't as much hey let's check this out and see how we could find value in it.
4: Yeah, true. When I joined Jim's team, it they had a solid game plan down. When I joined I was able to basically pick up that playbook and continue on and you know we've had a lot of new people join our team um, that bring different um, specialties to the group and we all know what that playbook looks like.
3: To your question about how we've changed, you know when, when we first started showing up there we were a new supplier in the industry. And there, and there was kind of a, you know, what are you guys doing here? And, you know, we had to kind of justify why we should have a seat at the table. And as our credibility has increased over the years, and as we've achieved, you know, commercial success, it's been a very quick transition because, you know, the automotive industry moves really slow. Development cycles are really, really long. And to think that, this group came together in the middle of 2015 and in december of 2022 we launched a major program a tesla that's pretty unheard of that's
0: a big shift it's a big uh, shift and it's 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 good to hear it in context you know it sounds like first it was a proving ground mm-hmm. um and now you got people lining out the door
3: yeah <laughs> they want that I product mean, we run
0: out of yeah,
4: we yeah. did we did run out of time this year so we'll have to add more <laughs> days a, next you need year. to wear
3: a badge for that
4: that's right. awesome that's the that really first
0: great year news. we'd meet
3: with just about anybody
2: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? yep. it's a really cool feeling how have you been feeling our our large-scale transformation when it comes to showcasing at ces because i can tell you've already started to feel it just by the way you're advertising it
1: yeah uh it has changed rapidly over the last couple of years where where we used to be a retail suite that actually was called chamberlain or branded as chamberlain now over the last couple of years two years you walk in and this is a myq suite and the ability to have this be the myq suite doesn't limit us to a liftmaster or a chamberlain piece of hardware as myq cuts across all of these platforms all of this hardware We can serve to all those audiences so you'll walk in there and you'll see chamberlain branded product you'll see liftmaster branded product Uh, but the common thread of myq tying everything together it's a it's a myq experience when you come into our suite
0: hopefully it eliminates maybe a bit of confusion too because i know that that's one of our biggest efforts this coming year is to simplify and get people on the right track like this is all chamberlain group this is all us it helps
1: they get it Four or five years ago, we were spending our time in the suite telling our partners and our customers what MyQ was or what MyQ was going to be. Now they walk in, they know MyQ. They're showing us on their phone. They're telling us their use cases. They're telling us how it's impacted their lives personally. Um, so the conversations now have advanced quickly to from not what MyQ is, but this is what what we can do with MyQ together and how we can partner to make it even better.
0: That's very cool. That's very cool.
1: It's magical, Colin. It
0: is magical. (laughs) Even before asking my guests about our company's transformation to access solutions, I could feel it rippling through these departments, like there was an imprint on all of their responses. The nature of technology, at least in our lifetimes, has been a rapid, exponential growth of applications and possibilities. At best, we're all just trying to keep up. I loved hearing that these responses from two groups that were showcasing totally different products still had a rock-solid alignment with what Chamberlain Group is setting out to accomplish in the big picture. And while our One Team continues to amaze me by carrying out such a strong, singular purpose, I was met with four wonderfully diverse answers when I asked each guest what their personal favorite part about CES
3: was. For me, I've really appreciated seeing the transition of the intent of the show being kind of a cool place where you went and saw a gigantic big-screen TVs and in and high-end audio equipment and, and neat little electronic gadgets to what's really been, in North America, I would say, their premier automotive event from a, an electronics and technology standpoint.
4: So my favorite part of CES, um, what I like about it is the work leading up to it. So what our business unit does is we have a product roadmap, and we do, we spend a lot of time refining it, and we have the best opportunity to be able to get our proof of concept in front of our OEM customers and really be able to have that conversation with them to understand is what we're thinking and what we've heard from you. Is this really playing out? Is this something that's gonna be beneficial to you as you move forward in the coming years? So I think that's one component, but I mean, I have to tell you the best part about it is being able to see face to face and shake hands and even some cases hug some of our customers that we've been working with throughout the year. Um, It's, you know, it's a great experience to be able to see upwards, you know, most of our customers as well as folks that we hope to be working with in the very near future.
2: From the personal aspect, I go there for just, you know, what's new. You know, it's always crazy to walk the whole trade show and kind of see what's happening in the auto side because they're very uh, forward-thinking compared to what I say is the the building industry can be very lagging and then you know, 10 years or so behind. So you can kind of take what's over there and say, hey, how is this going to transplant over onto our side? And so that's really where I do kind of get a lot of great ideas that say, hey, what about this? What about that? And how it translates into the business.
1: My favorite part about CES is the energy to start the year. I mean, it is, it's a shot in the arm. Uh, It's invigorating. And I think it sets a great tone for for Chamberlain Group, as well as our partners for the rest of the year. like Coming off of Christmas holiday and New Year's to then walk into that environment with 100,000 plus people, dozens of customer meetings within two or three days, partners all around the world, like that's exciting it's a great way to start the year. I loved hearing those
0: answers and Personally, I can't wait to see what kind of ideas start cooking from the inspiration and relationships created at this year's visit to CES. Thank you for listening. Tune in next month to hear more stories of how all of us at Chamberlain Group are connected. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by me, Colin Youthy. Our producer is Thomas Mazula. Our music is from Pixabay and Soundstripe.com. Special thanks to Cindy Sabin and the Chamberlain Group Corporate Communications team.